Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Oklahoma Life. My name is Brandon Hines. Today we are actually going to be discussing Pascal's Wager. Um, pretty in-depth I think is the uh, goal on this one. So um, we're going to start out with just a uh, kind of round table about uh, who we are, what we believe, and where we started. Um, I'll go ahead and lead off. Um, I actually was raised outside of a religion. I didn't actually have anything to start with. Um, my first um, real, you know, interaction with religion was about the age of 12 or 13 uh, and since then I've chosen to stay uh, basically on the uh, agnostic atheist side where not so much of that I can say for sure whether there is or is not a god but my tendencies are to believe that there's not um, but I don't have definitive proof one way or the other so that's where I'm starting from um, I'll pass over to Nick here Nick Martin uh, born and raised uh, Southern Baptist um, it's a Christian denomination, um, very much end times, uh, Jesus is coming again yeah, on a yeah. white horse, that kind of thing. Um, hellfire and brimstone. No dancing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no dancing, especially God not Saturday night. Anyways, um, walked away from the faith in my teenage years. Uh, didn't have enough people as an example that actually would represent what I think the God of the Bible represents. So made it very confusing for me, walked away, um, had a coming back to Jesus moment mm -hmm. uh, about four years ago and uh, been chasing after him ever since. So your current uh, denomination-ish. If I, I had I to go... ish is a broad term. There. Yeah, uh, we. it would be evangelical charismatic would be kind of the realm that I would pour mm -hmm. into. Pentecostal. Ish. Yep. Ish. Okay. But modern, very non-denominational, more follower of Christ mentality than gotcha. denominational slave. Fair enough. All right. Jason. I, too, was also <coughs> raised under the Southern Baptist world. Ooh, also uh, a little bit of a non-denominational, Zoroasterism. Uh, depends on where. I've been where people hold the snakes and do the tongues and flop around on the floor and act crazy. That stuff's insane to me. Yeah. But anyway, uh, then as I, you know, witnessed all this stuff and got saved three times, baptized three times, uh, just, you know, mm -hmm. once as a kid, once as a little kid, and then once as a teenager, whenever I was like, okay, this is me accepting this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as I got higher educated, I just kind of slowly backed myself to, I became a atheist, and then I even realized I was like a monotheist atheism, because mm. I didn't believe there was a possibility that a bunch of gods could exist, because, I mean... One higher power alone seemed impossible, and then I just slowly realized that was all nonsense and became an atheist. And okay. since then, I've just been rocking the, uh, hey, we're here, and the world's chaotic. Let's just uh, so do this shit. Are you Gnostic or agnostic in your in your atheism? Do you know Oh, for I'm a fact? atheist. There's well, no, no God. No, no. So, okay, so then you're a Gnostic atheist, so you yeah, know there's, there's no, no God. God. Okay. Heard that. Jordan Hines, raised in the same house as Brandon over there. So, like you said, grew up kind of without a religious upbringing, although uh, our grandmother sent me to a private school, which was a Baptist mm -hmm. school. Right. Um, that school taught me more about science than I would say religion. We had, you know, religious classes every Sunday or Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, but as I got out of that private school and was more into the public schools and less around people that probably, uh, prof I can't talk right now. You're good. Uh, I, I kind of fell away from it, but I lived a very long time as an atheist, probably about a third of my life. Um, honestly, 
coming back to it was kind of influenced by psychedelic drugs. <laughs> I'm going to be frank there. I like it. Um, I, where I thought that was going. Did a lot of psychedelic drugs in my day. Yeah. And honestly, like man, it. when you start thinking about things like DNA and stuff, it just boggles your mind and you think, well, a computer didn't just build itself. And I find myself going kind of against the normal Christian narrative of the, the biblical timeline of things. Um, but I would say I align with the Judeo-Christian values presently, but I don't take everything in the book for what it I think everything's a bit watered down and, mm. and the, this religion goes back much farther in, into antiquity than people would seem to believe. Okay. So currently you would say non-denominational Christian? You could say that with a lot of Orthodoxy Jew practices. Okay. There's a so, group for that one, too. I don't mean to laugh. No, you're good, that, buddy. Came out of the, that came out of right so to me. So do you consider Jesus Christ Seventh day Adventist. to be your Lord and Savior? Is that right? I, I would have to say uh, yes. To, okay. So it's okay. it's basically Seventh-day Adventist at that point. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's that's the... Close. Uh, yeah, pretty... I mean, that's... You, generally speaking. Yeah, you're, you're looking to people that are still very much relating to the Sabbath, mm -hmm. um, very much, you know, Judea... Right. Mm -hmm. Old, te Old Testament, but believe in Jesus. Right. Yeah, heard yeah. that. Very, very, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best that would category. Be, that that yeah. would be considered Eastern Orthodoxy. So whenever yeah, right. whenever the church mm -hmm. traditionally uh, split, I believe it was 1077, yeah, was the cataclysm. Uh, no, not. Or no. Hold on. Not, hold on. I can't think of the terminology. Anyway, the church split, and, oh, okay. and it went Roman Catholic right. and Eastern Orthodox. Right, correct. And so that would be where more his roots would be Eastern Orthodoxy, which is more traditionalist gotcha. with schism. the rituals. Schism. schism, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And that was, uh, yeah. All right, so let's dive into conversation here. Um, so this entire thing uh, stemmed from a Facebook post um, that I put out there because Jordan and I had a podcast a couple days ago, um, and we were talking about one of my major points for religion is that it's it's heavily influenced by where you're born um, for what you actually follow growing up, and that's not anything to do with parents or anything else. Oklahoma's 80% Christian, um, so if you mathematically say somebody born in Oklahoma, there's a high likelihood they'd be Christian. Um, and that's the same thing for if you're born in India, there's a high mathematical probability you're going to be Hindu. Um, so you're we having that conversation, and there was a Richard Dawkins um, video out there that a girl asked, uh, well, what if you're wrong, right? And he mentions on that, he touches on that, like if you're born in Africa, you're going to believe in the great juju up in the mountain, right? Right. So, is um, that the religion? Yeah, it's, well, it's a deity. Okay. A that religion sounds, is a following of a deity, um, generally speaking. So... Um, it got me thinking about Pascal's Wager, which is where the, the primary piece of this is going to be coming from. So Pascal's Wager um, is a basic concept from a theologian slash philosopher from you know the seven or the 1600s, 17th century, yeah. um, who was um, basically putting out that it's better to uh, believe whether or not there is a God, because if there is, then then you win it all. Um, if there's not, then you've still lived a better life is the basic concept. So, Nick, you want to expound on that more? Um, 
actually, do you want to go ahead and read the definition just for everybody out there so they don't have to Google uh, he it? He has a good voice for it. My, and he does have a great radio voice. He really does. He, hey, I've always been excited. told I had a face for radio. Mm-hmm. I think Patton's right in the same boat. Yeah, I feel so that. you should say he should lip sync over you. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. I've actually had many people tell me that uh, this is one of the few things I do really well. Is is that? But it also comes off really like, you know. He, he kind of reminds yeah. me of or, or like when, you, like when I'm you, being really down when he did that voice that, that voice mm-hmm. when well, he did that voice it reminded me of Tucker and Washington from yep. Red versus Blue. You're not wrong. Pascal's wager is an argument in philosophy presented by the 17th century French philosopher, mathematician, and physicist Blaise Pascal. Mm-hmm. It posits that the humans bet that their lives, or that or with their lives, that God exists or doesn't. Pascal argues that a rational person should live as though God exists and seeks to believe in God. If God does not ex- actually exist, such a person will have only a finite loss, some pleasures, luxuries, etc. Whereas if God does exist, he stands to receive infinite gains, as represented by eternity in heaven, and avoid infinite loss, eternity in hell. Pascal's wager was based on the idea of Christian God, though similar arguments have been made in other religion traditions. The original wager was set out in Pascal's posthumously Produced or published. It's a French word, but it comes out as thoughts. Yeah, uh, and assembly of yeah. Penes. Penes. Thank you. Previously unpublished notes. I just didn't want to sound stupid. Penis. <laughs> I, almost said, I almost just said penis. That's yeah, well because it's, it's literally spelled like penis with an extra e. Yeah. yeah. So just to kind of break it down, so Pascal is yeah. a mathematician from the 1600s in France. Yes. He comes up with an argument that says you have infinity versus finite right go with infinity yeah. even if it's as long as it's more than a zero percent chance mm-hmm. you're better off with anything times infinity than you are anything times something finite correct and so that's the basic argument here. yes so let's start with the uh, arguments for or against um so with my side of things i know where i'm at i've had this conversation a little bit here sure jordan this is probably the first time you've gotten this deep into that piece of it i don't know if you looked any anything into it so where where are you thinking on this concept to start with basically like i said i've watched a three and a half hour lecture on this sure quite like recently actually um when you have a structure that has been proven to mm-hmm. work with, say, the instance of the nuclear family where, you know, you have positive uh, male role models for children, mother figures and siblings, and you raise people in such a way with a structure, the way it's kind of set up in, what, are you laughing at the dog or me? No, Jason. He's trying to get the dog over there and I'm like, it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, I was trying to. She's not. Maybe. Can we feed her? Or, no. Okay. He said no to the Slim Jim. We're never touching that dog. Yeah. But basically that just the structures can set up people for certain success. And it's been shown that you can set people up for success in certain ways. Then when you have degradation of those where say there's no positive role models, the, the mothers aren't doing or fulfilling their duties to the children and such. That's when you produce people who aren't really fitting into the molds of society to where they Mm. can't function well enough to, benefit themselves or benefit others and one of the things that i've been talking to a lot of people on both sides of things and even you said this the other day is don't encourage bad things in the world basically i mean that's common sense right yeah but that common (laughs) sense comes from somewhere you would think right but that common sense common sense ain't so common yeah it's figured out over time and that's what i'm saying is that with with certain structures laid out for you to succeed in life Mm mm-hmm 
that are told to you this works, you'd be a fool not to follow them unless you are just so smart that you can find a way to bypass it. But 99.9% .9 of the time, most people aren't that smart. Okay. So, Jason, your response. As somebody who, who is just... And I mean, I won't lie. I'm, I down on religion pretty hard. Yeah. But I also, I also find a lot of benefit in it. Like, mm -hmm. for example, uh, even now, uh, I don't... I don't keep, try to keep my child away from religion at all. I don't try to keep my children away from it. In fact, sure. I, I, I encourage them to go because of the social benefits of it. There's no other place that I can think of that you can get together 30 people for a water balloon fight just on a whim. A, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I've had so much fun in the younger years. Like, that stuff's great. Uh, mm -hmm. Just the camaraderie and all the programs. Uh, I mean, I'm poor. I If it weren't for religion and the charities out there... Mm -hmm. Right now, I'd probably be uh, starving to death on the streets, dying. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. Sure. So I understand. Like, I'm not saying that there isn't a benefit to having religion around, despite the fact that my attitude towards it is the world would be a better place if religion didn't exist. So I know it seems very... Yeah. Very... Those those ideas are contradictory. Yes, contradictory. Yeah. And I'm aware of this contradictory in the it's world. It's almost but like a self-inflict or a self-inner conflict. Yeah, oh, and I'm well aware. Uh, however, that does not change my view when it comes to the dangers of religion. Because while there's also all these goods, I can also show you the parts where we have whole religious groups hiding people, rings of people molesting children, yep. uh, taking millions, billions, trillions of dollars that do not belong to them mm -hmm. and just using them as they are. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there is just as much corruption as there is good in religion as there is any other thing. It's it does bring the fallibility of human nature exactly into it hmm. interesting and i don't ever feel like I, we all want to look at that higher power but it feels like you get away with more if you've got an imaginary friend hmm so nick i'm going to pose the question to your response um so you know the concept there was um both of them church good and bad but um, no offense, guys. Neither one of those touched on uh, well whether aware. or not you should believe for sake of afterlife. So right. I'm going to pose that part to you. So let's let's assume the church, good or bad. Um, where does that leave the rest of the argument? So regardless of the righteousness or the fallibility of the church, mm -hmm. because we can all acknowledge that the church is run by men. Yep. Right. And there's and women and uh, women. Man is in humankind. Okay. Please don't okay. do that. I know. Social I'm just having to be that over guy. here. Okay. <laughs> so, mankind. Where's the fly swatter? And with that comes fallibility. So, there, there is no good or bad with the church. The church is unfortunately represented as well as the world whenever mm. you look at demographics, such as divorce rates, such as, I mean, I'd probably even dare say abortion. Um, there, there's a lot of things that the church is not supposed to reflect that it does. Mm -hmm. And I think that to touch on Jason and Jordan's aspects, I think that's where a lot of that confusion and conflict comes in yourself, because I understand what the Bible says, mm -hmm. but you're not living those examples and you're abusing those things. So as far as eternity, I think the important thing here is to have a an ability to think outside of your finite time whether your time is finite mm -hmm. or infinite 
to have longevity, to have mm-hmm. the ability to have vision for things that aren't there, to be prepared for seasons, to have forethought. To it, What it does is it brings intrinsical value to your life because you can now affect future generations. Therefore, the standard and the mor- morals that you have, the ethics that you choose to make decisions by, don't just impact you and the small group around you. It now can go on to the third, fourth, fifth generation as we mm-hmm. see with religion how it impacts families for generations i can't remember what the term is but i think it, it's something like delayed satisfaction or something of the sort where that has to do with like uh but it, being able to put off your your current needs yeah for yeah greater gains but what he's on. saying is also kind of the same likely or the mm-hmm. likeness where you 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 set a sect of of kind of law and order within a, a group of or a social cast of people and it may not help instantly right now. It, like next week, if you say this is the law and order right, right now, it might not help right now, but it, within three generations, I mean, I've, I always tell everyone this when we're debating history and stuff, it only takes three generations to rewrite history. Yeah. And you can really impose um, either a better or worse mm-hmm. instance for the younger generation with your actions. Right. And it, it everything is delayed and people focus too much on the right now when it comes to stuff like this. You know, as much as I want to agree with your three generations thing, I do feel that that has, that has worked in the past. However, with medication and mm-hmm. everything how it is, you could almost say that nowadays it's more like five generations. Yeah. Well, we literally information have, sharing has yeah. in, increased so, a lot. So, I mean, I, I won't lie. I, was, I agree with your statement basis, there. My basis of 100%. that is probably like 1800s, 1900s. Yeah. So, I'm not disagreeing Because like nowadays it's like, it's to the point where it's like, you can, go, I, you can tell that we're Brandon's kids are going to be able to check Facebook. Right. Your kids yeah. are going to check your Maybe. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook I, I feel like, yeah, uh-huh. that history right. yeah. so itself is kind of dial back. itself to yeah. avalanche. Yeah. So yeah, You're, I'm with you on that yeah. one. Oh, you guys sorry, aren't wrong. Good, buddy. So let's, let's dial back a little bit and let's let's focus here. So when we're talking about this Pascal's argument, right, and you're, you're, we're, we're talking about the afterlife weighing out the, the pros and cons of living the good life just in case, all right? So my first um, responsive argument to... You know, you got, everybody's had good points so far. Okay, so my first responsive argument to the theory um, that if you you know live like you you know are following religion, um, then that everything's going to be okay. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, and I'm going to step over my boundaries here because yeah, you're good. Be, and I say that because when I say that, uh, I'm going to try to make myself sound. Uh, really educated. When in reality, it's like, dude, you have an associate's in psychology. Shut the hell up. You got more than I do. Uh, okay. One thing that I noticed is uh, there is there's a lot to that though. Uh, is psychologically, religion does help, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean like it's in the in the textbooks. It even states yeah. as much. Uh, I I I wish I knew more about how and why that 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 works the way it does. Right. But it's kind of the same thing with whole like you know the placebo effect. Sure. Is, it, I and I know that's not at all what we're going well, for. Well, it's here. valid. But so my point though, what I was going to get at um, is that even though I don't Faith disagree helps. that. You know that people often will be better with the assumption that there is a punishment or a negative aspect, and some people need that concept um, to assume, like, well, if I don't do this, and this isn't necessarily the reason people are religious, but there oh, are people. Oh, you mean the morals argument? Well, it's not so much morals; is that people will say, if I don't do this, then I won't get X. Fear of punishment, or yes. fear of lack, or right. fear of missing out. And FOMO. some people, that's how they were raised, True. right? Like, you know, I don't do that because I'm going to get at my ass beat, not. I don't do that because it's a bad thing. Sure. Like that is a valid thing that happens with people. And in my opinion, you know, I don't think, I don't think that is a good argument for the scenario. Um, Not at all. 
you know, I think it's a terrible argument. Right. I am a huge fan whenever we talk about this concept that um, the grandiose idea of like, okay, so you know, infinity is better than finite. Um, the problem is, is that I don't agree with that. Well, hold on. So the problem is, is that in my head, that there's been no proof to infinity. That there's been nothing that ever puts that into play. Right, so people have wished and hoped and dreamed and everything else, and they have faith on it and all of that, but there is nothing ever in history to say infinity is a thing, and that's the issue I run into: is that I can't put a moral argument towards infinity because nothing has ever shown infinity other than the universe. And that's the one singularity Not even the universe that has is, it is infinite. Infinite to, to as far as our knowledge, it is. As far as is our it? knowledge, yeah. I is mean, it? as far as we can see, it's, it keeps going. So with that in mind, there that's my initial propositional argument, is that there's no proof for infinity other than the universe, so I cannot back the idea um, that you're going to live infinitely X. Not even necessarily happiness in, in following your God or following your religion. Just if you said, I'm infinitely reincarnated until I achieve X state, like in Buddhism... That's still something that I can't back because there's nothing ever, you know, reflects that properly. So that's my my first argument with this entire concept. My biggest problem with the whole Buddhist reincarnation thing is it's like, you know, we have more people on the planet now. We have more everything on the planet now. But what, what where did all that energy go? Do we start splitting energy to make I more I mean, you're people? not wrong. How did that work? Who's to say there's not other planets with other souls to body those things? Mm. Uh, the, uh, all right, not so to sound let's, weird, but I call that the stay, Dragon Ball Z effect. Let's stay on topic, guys. <laughs> Nick, I mean, obviously I'm not, I've you're got thinking. my Capsule Corp hat in the, in the car. I wear it every day. Yeah. Fantastic. So, first of all... Uh, Getting back to Pascal's point of view, yes. not that we were buddies or anything like that, but I mean, <laughs> being a Judeo-Christian-based theologian myself, right. I can kind of put that hat on. <clears throat> so, the thing that draws us to God... You guys are all about penis? ...is his goodness. What you got in there? It's the goodness of God. It's Now, in the Bible, you can hear several scriptures that talk about the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so what they're talking about there isn't necessarily like, oh my God, I'm afraid that God's going to punish me because I'm a bad, bad boy. It's I'm afraid of what life would be like without God. Like mm, okay. it's, it's, it's the relationship aspect of it that I, I would rather live in this existence with God than I would without him anywhere else, if that makes sense. And so if you take the fear-based argument, Pascal's theory doesn't really make sense because right. you're fearful of punishment, which that's not a reward. I mean, that's just straight up. Right. So to touch on that, it would be that it's the goodness of God that draws us into him that makes us want to change our hearts where it's not that I don't want to not murder somebody because murder is bad. It's I don't want to murder somebody because they represent the image of God or the Imago Dei and mm -hmm. therefore I have intrinsical value for all human life and so I can't raise an axe to murder the image of God. Right. But people Do all, hold on. Do all Christians abide by that? Absolutely. No. Do people murder in the name of God all the time? Absolutely. But is that what the Bible teaches? Depending on how you want to read it, mm, right? So is it contextual? Is it translation more closely? It's, it's, 
most things aren't word for word, and if they were word for word, we wouldn't understand it. Right. So there has to be some give and take there. But anyways, the the authenticity of the Bible has been proven to 99.6% from the original Greek text right. of the New Testament. Now, that's not talking about the Jew, Judeo-Christian mm. Old Testament or anything along those lines. But as far as infinity goes... It's a mathematical concept that has shown up outside of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So why does the Bible need to answer for it? I didn't say it did. So you're saying infinity doesn't exist Can and they it? should stop teaching it? No, I'm saying that um, is that when you look at infinity and you're and you're making an argument for infinity, like it does exist in in straight line numbers. And then distance that we can see at this point. Can, but those are the two things that it has. There's there's nothing else that represents infinity, and that's the issue I run into it. So like, when you when you say okay, I can count from one till whatever the number stops, and there's no end number, of course, like that makes sense. So, but what if it's not infinity? What if it's three hundred and sixty? It just keeps going. Right. So I mean, that's the, okay. I mean, I, I can kind of. I mean, all you're trying to do is deteriorate the argument for that's all i'm looking yeah at. You, you're just looking to do that so i mean i can understand is that a line i would take probably out of everything that we've discussed i can see that. that's yeah. a smart play right. and so as far as trying to explain infinity i think it's a poor attempt in our best guess mm-hmm. at trying to understand things that we don't understand right you know it's like the quantum physics they say they have disproven God they say they haven't disproven God it depends on which expert you want to talk to right and so with all these different trains of thought how do you prove absolutely beyond a doubt you can't in my opinion that's why it's experience that's why it's the sources that you go in that's why you have to make sure that there's Mm -hmm. other trains of thought that back it up it's very scientific yeah in the theologian aspect of it or in the arenas Mm -hmm. these guys like Pascal whenever he made this statement it wasn't with light thought right he wasn't drinking coffee with a buddy and was like hey yeah yeah this is my this is my life work yeah you know go through my notes and this is the one thing you're going to pull out the earliest recorded idea of infinity john wallace was pre-socratic greek philosopher anaximander in 610 to 546 bc that's so, interesting. Yeah, so that's so, actually before. I, was, I thought I was trying to that's ask before him a Jerusalem ago. fell. That's yeah, yeah. I was that's trying right. to Google I mean, that's this. Old Testament. Yeah. And, and he actually didn't use the word infinity. He used the word unbounded, indefinite. So here's my thing. Yeah, the, the, nice the, point. The number, the arithmetic se- uh, system I'll that we that use, guy. obviously, is Arabic numerals. <laughs> now, hold on. Yes, but our concept of math and everything, and and tying it into spirituality, is a little weird. So I was just trying to ask a moment ago. Where did the concept of infinity come from? Now, sure. so would you say, Nick, that infinity ties directly into Christianity at its concept? Because if it, I'm, I'm just trying to make a, a connection. No, here no, in my no. Brain. You're when so, I was hearing you talk. I just formed so, a question. So God, Sorry. God, as defined by Judeo-Christian theology, is that He is beyond time. Yes, He is yeah. all things, and so. But was that concept before? the bible was written is what i'm wondering so before the actual bible probably okay so before the oration yes before the oration from moses the desert all that stuff no before it was written no 
The earliest written texts are credited to the Assyrians okay. and the Babylonians, which would be scholars that they pulled from North Israel. Such we talked as about this last time we th spoke. Th there was a prophet in North Israel, um, not just Judah, or Daniel. not Judah, sorry, Jonah, but Daniel was actually Southern Kingdom. Oh. So he went to uh, Babylon with Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. So the Assyrians attack in 722 AD. Okay. And that's whenever they take northern Israel. Yeah, because he told Sorry. him about the statue. And but everything. so to answer your question, I would say the first written manuscripts would have been about two, about 150 years pre that that philosopher. Okay. So let's let's jump into a different part of the argument that this is one that that I cannot understand, and I can say that pretty broadly. Now you two. I think are going to be probably the point of contact and Nikki will probably be all on this one too. So uh -oh. the, the <laughs> question, no, no, the question itself is that his concept is it's better to choose to believe, uh, than, you know, obviously risk not believing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I made this conversation with Nick previously. I know, right. It's fantastic. So the conversation itself, the choice to believe is not something I can see myself doing. Okay. And, and I'll give you the example of why, um, Let's say, in my heart, I know that beating a child is a bad thing to do, right? Okay. Um, I could not consciously choose to believe that's okay. There's no way that I think my, my body, my head, my everything would allow me to say that's okay. You never beat one at tic-tac-toe? <laughs> sure. Um, so then the flip side of that is that making the choice to believe religion, even though in my entire self there's no way that it makes any sense to me, it's not something I can do, right? So his argument is it's better to choose to believe uh, because of the wager rather than actual believe. So all three of you have transformed from, you know, heavy believing, not believing, heavy believing, not believing, whatever. So let's start with that, is that in my assumption, belief is not a choice. Like that, that those cannot go hand in hand in my head. <laughs> what? That was funny. That was funny, no. Jason. So I um, mean, counters. Go ahead. I would throw back your your previous argument that started this whole podcast in your back in your direction. So your your whole thing is that if you are raised in an area that has this ideology, then you will be raised this way. Well, I hate to tell you, man, but the reason you don't think it's right to beat your children is because the where the, the way you grew up the way no. no trust me if if everyone you saw in your in your entire life was beating children and that was just the social norm that would make you think that was okay you would never have that that conscious thought that little voice inside your head that said maybe this ain't right well so i disagree with that because slavery was a thing forever until somebody looked against the social norm and go that's not okay so i think in my head i would probably be on the that's not okay but I didn't say that that could never happen. Right. I didn't say that that, that that conscious spark would never happen. I'm just saying it's very unlikely. Am I wrong? I mean, if, I mean, think about it. So what I would pose is that Paul does a really, really great job of kind of answering this question. Mm -hmm. In Romans chapters 1, 2, and 3, what he does is he takes the gospel and he combines it with Judaism mm -hmm. and he shows how Christ fulfills the law. Right. What he says in here is that there are those who know the law but still don't know me 
So they may live the way he instructs, but they don't have that relationship or they don't apply it as well as they should. Because Mm -hmm. I think what we're kind of missing in this versus, well, Pascal says it's better to believe. What he means is it's better to believe and apply biblical principles Mm -hmm. to your life. So if there's not an application, there is no belief. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand where you're going. Okay, so with that aspect of it, Paul also says that there are those without the law Mm -hmm. that have my law written on their heart. And so therefore they have morals that they weren't necessarily raised with or surrounded by, but it's written on their hearts because I put that there. Yeah. And so Paul answers what you're talking about Mm -hmm. where just because I'm raised like what Jordan was trying to say with all of this influence, Mm -hmm. your, your choice to not believe is a choice there. But what you're saying is that if someone tried to force you to believe that beating children was okay, right? There's something inside of you that you don't need to learn that that's wrong. And I can't do that. I think so no matter, I I mean, I'm sorry. I know he's, he's right. I think you have a very strong will though. I think that's one thing that you don't comprehend about most people is that you never really see people on like your level sometimes depending on where you're at in life it, it could be a skill it could be anything you have a very strong will i i would almost say that because he is strong in how he stands it feels like he's imposing will but it's just you can't influence no right. no no that's right. what i'm saying like he has uh, his own like idea like he's not so easily wavered from where he stands right. like no saying, he's an atmosphere guy yeah where, where he goes he changes what the I'm, atmosphere. what i'm saying though is that he might not understand why a lot of people make that jump like intelligently because it it, it doesn't make sense to him it simply doesn't make sense sure he, that's what i'm saying no i'm, I'm not going to disagree my point still stands though is that um if I if if you said hey listen, believe in my deity and take your pick it doesn't matter which one not not you know yeah, God any of them and you say believe in my deity and you'll have eternity right it'll be fantastic for you and then if I can't you know believe that in my heart then your deity would know that right absolutely and if your deity knew that and I didn't actually believe it but I followed the steps I still would not get the kingdom of heaven that's actually preached. What if what on that, if on that same argument I used to follow that and now I don't but I've gone through all those steps so so what, you, what some, where are you at on this then uh, it, well that's sort of my thing is uh depending on your denomination uh, still technically <laughs> he's you know, not wrong he's not wrong uh, yeah uh, I'm still I'm still in the kingdom of heaven man I'm still rocking it I'm because going you down were my baptized yeah, you're because not I did all breaking that. all the other laws <laughs> oh, everything yeah, else because I'm not breaking those laws because mm-hmm. I still you know. Because I still don't try to, you know, I'm not murdering people. I'm not sleeping with my neighbor's woman. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Well, and actually, in how I believe, if I'm just going to throw it out there, I believe that the blood of Jesus covers all sins. So whenever you were born, did Jesus already die according to the way I believe? I mean, timeline-wise, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no... Okay, right. so every sin you I have mean, ever... I hope he was dead by 1985. <laughs> well, no, he died and came back again. So I, actually, I guess, still... I guess we don't actually know, to be honest, though. <laughs> Stop. So the point is, is that every uh, sin that you have committed at this point was a future sin. Oops, sorry. From the point of where Christ yes. died. Yes, yes, right. yes. I would just like to answer... Right. One hold on, sure. hold on. Let, let so, so all I'm saying is, is that... in the way I understand it is that salvation cannot be lost 
but it can be returned. Okay, and, and that's the, my a lot of my family plays that card. And they're like, you know, once you get up there, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have this talk, and you know, mm-hmm. da 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 da. And I always have the whole like, man, I hope that book alive because I'm asked questions like, if I took a foot long thing of shit, and how many miles of shit did I make? I'm gonna ask so many stupid what? questions. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. It's the book fine. alive. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say there? What I was gonna say <laughs> before you I gave him the old money back of the finger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything that ever. What did. you said is that people believe because of the promise of eternal life or infinity or whatever what if some people just believe because they're grateful for being created in their own opinion oh, no, that's fine um uh, that's, that's my how point a lot of people not, get to that my point was not saying that that's the only reason people believe is that my point was is that i cannot follow those steps because um so whether or not somebody else believes for that reason i'm okay with whether it's just like hey i'm thankful cool no you do you boo um, I cannot follow that concept yeah. in my head, in my heart. He, I'm so, so offended about the boo part. So well, Brandon, Brandon is very much what I would consider an Augustine. Okay, I like it. And yeah. so Augustine was a thinker of his day. He went to the university at Carthage, mm-hmm. uh, just downright volatile. Not a question. <laughs> just, yeah. He was a heathen. Yeah. Um, but the, his, his big thing with Christianity was like, you know, if your God is so great... Why do the people that defend him suck at arguing? Yes. Because that's all they did back then. Right. And so until he reached, uh, he heard someone speak uh, who was the Bishop of Aleppo. Mm-hmm. And Excuse the me. bishop was so eloquent and spoke so well and gave such a convincing argument for the gospel that Augustine converted, became a disciple, and became one of the greatest philosophers theologians right of all time if paul is michael jordan augustine is well i was gonna say lebron james Mm, but i'll go with it so that that's how that's how vast his enlightenment was or his conversion the revelation knowledge that he got just the wisdom uh if you haven't read his books man he's got two of them Mm -hmm. that are out there they're excellent right dare you walk on kobe's grave so Let's move past that. Um, I'm just joking. All right, Mamba so, for life. So with that in mind, let's move to the, the, the next point in that, right? So the concept um, is that even if you um, don't believe you should, you know, so that you can get the afterlife, uh, there's a, a false concept there, right? So, and I say that as in, um, we, we, I briefly mentioned that if, if I didn't truly believe, then, then your deity would know. So is it better to pretend to believe and then just try to live right? Or, it's never good to or, lie to yourself. I did that for a little while. So what? where are we at on that then? So if I could field this one first, all I would say is that it's better, in my opinion, to... follow scripture without a full grasp of understanding mm-hmm. to the point of where you are trying to apply the biblical theory like you're saying right even if you don't fully grasp god and salvation mm-hmm. where i would advise against it mm-hmm. is whenever you're trying to lead other people without conviction yourself mm, so so that. i am okay with i expect new christians not to understand what I mean when I say Trinitarian. Okay. I expect them not to know what it means when I say salvation. Mm -hmm. And I expect them not to know sanctification. Okay. 
these are basic things that we understand for those we we call it christianese because I, I it's our it. own language yes yeah, and, and, it. and it has its own points but the the main thing is i'm okay with fake it till you make it as long as you're trying to find the answer who in my opinion is jesus christ mm-hmm. but if you're trying to lead others without that mm-hmm. i believe like i'm willing to lay my life down if you walk in you cock a gun you ask me if i'm a christian or not regardless of what i say i'm gonna die what is my response going to be? Yeah, of course. If I'm not willing to say, yes, I believe Jesus died for my sins, then you have no business mm-hmm. being in this arena. Fair enough. I imagine you're an amazing football coach. All right. <laughs> so, Jason, you Jason. said you were up next. What you got? Sort of on that same thing, the whole fake it till you make it thing. Uh, in Before I, about 18 is whenever I, I finally started really stepping back. Uh, but between 2000 and 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, High school years? Yeah. I, uh. I started having my doubts, okay, and I still practiced the religion, but I really was just going through the motions. Uh, however, I, I kept praying, and I kept, you know, I was like, "Hey, man, if if you guys are there, if anyone's listening, like, you know, these are the people that you need to you need to put in my life to bring me back. You know, you need to, like, and I wasn't just like one person; it was, you know, uh, a couple of old people throughout my entire religious history that I was mm-hmm. like, "Look, these people, you know, I I need these people in my life. These were the people that got me where I was, made me believe. I, I need." I need, come on. Right, and, you right, know, right. And, the, and I was like, you know, and I would be like, hey, man, you know, are you listening? Do you, hey, God, do you hear me? It's Margaret. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this son of a bitch. Holy shit, I have not heard that in a lifetime. And uh, um, eventually I just realized that I was just talking to myself. So At least una- that's what it felt like. So unanswered prayer is the reason totally. that you left. Okay? Uh, well, it's, it's what started my hardcore doubting, and then I started looking Okay. And feeling it out, and then as time went on, I just kind of, I know, it just sort of, my eyes opened up in the opposite direction. Gotcha. Then it seems everybody else. So I would like to build on what he just said, and something that Nick recently said, either to me or on Facebook. I can't remember because I read things in people's voices, and (laughs) I can't help it. So I I can't remember if someone said something to me or I read it. Um, But Nick recently said or posted something, and... It, it really resonated with me at the time because of something I was going through, which is great to be friends with you on Facebook just because all the stuff you share that really actually uplifts me a lot. But he he said something about how God will not give you something that you're asking for if you're not ready for it. And then I was speaking with someone the other day and they said something about it and I remembered what he said and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm an idiot. I'm asking for way too much. Like, what a selfish prick I am just for asking for this and that. Like, you know, why would God, if if he is there and is answering prayers, why would he say if he was Bruce Almighty in that room full of post-its, look mm-hmm. at this and be like, this jackass, you want what? So, you know, I definitely I understand both sides of that argument. Um, but let, let's get back to this final piece of this topic and then we'll wrap up here because we're already about 45 minutes deep. Um, so let's start with just where you feel on the validity of this whole Pascal's, um, you know, wager as a whole. Um, so Nick, where, where are you at on this? Do you think it's actually valid theological concept or do you think it was great for the time moved past it? Where are you at on things? I believe this is a timeless truth. 
Okay. Um, mm-hmm. the, the reason being is even on the back end. Now, I, I understand where you're coming from on the infinity mm-hmm. versus finite argument. Sure. And that's all well and to do. My The reason why I say it's timeless is because even if God doesn't exist and you apply biblical principle in context, mm-hmm. you're going to have a more successful, more joyful life just because of the principles that you apply. So principles are laws mm-hmm. that come first. So it helps you prioritize community living. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about taking care of your health, washing your body. It was you know, food, um, hygiene, all of that stuff through the basic first five books of the law. So even if you just apply those, not including the wisdom literature Mm -hmm. and the basic philosophies, regardless of whether the Judaic Christian God exists or not, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to benefit even in a finite life from basic principle. Perfect. Um, so I'm just holding my hand no, up so fine. I remember in yeah. my own head. No, you're fine. Um, what? Why I'm holding my hand up? Um, it, that's an thing. If you, I I do that too. Yeah, like if you can't remember, you're like you hold your hand just in case. I touch my no, temple. Do you? Yeah. yeah so I'm like, do. okay, there's this thing. I've got it. I've got to keep it. Um, so the one thing that Pascal's argument doesn't play into effect, and I wouldn't expect it to play into effect, um, is the the multideist concept, right? Sure. So it's always the it's better to believe right so in my aspect of it whenever we're talking about whether or not his argument is valid i think the number one thing that invalidates it for me is that there are so many deities out there right so you say it's better to believe just in case in which case every major deity has opened. Oh. no no not you guys oh here it is oh, okay not you guys okay no no he sorry i was trying to make sure you weren't no, no. saying that was my argument no no he <laughs> uh his argument is that it's better to believe uh just in case but the problem that i have running in with it um in theory is that um there are so many different deities out there if i chose to believe in whichever ones that made sense to me there would still be way too many and they would too too often counter each other that i don't think that it's a good standing argument for this day and age right because there's still three major sects of religions i mean there's actually big five but sure three major sects that if you applied that same principle to every single one of them sure they cannot coexist at the same time so well, i i have to say his argument is invalid at this point and i i would say that's true if you only hear the first half of his argument if you're negating if there is no God, because then you're not serving a God. You're simply sure. applying scripture to your life. Well, I'm, I'm doing it without any... Making it Judaic Christian. I, I understand that. Yeah. But I think that's where Pascal... Right. That, that's why the argument is still valid, because he did tie it well, to Christian. But I think that's why it's invalid now, is because that since you know all of that, you had the rise of, of Hinduism, you've had the rise of Islam, both that outnumber Christianity. Right, there are more Hindus in the world, and there's more Muslims in well, the world. But I don't. Than there are older than any other religion. It's fine, but my point is, it's still the same. But I don't think the Hindu principles are as communitively positive as Judaic Christian. Again, I, I don't disagree. My, my, I'm not, I'm not shooting so down. So I guess, I guess I'm confused. I'm not shooting down Christianity. No, I, I'm not saying that you are. What I'm saying is, is that you're applying his argument to other religions that he wasn't in- intending it yes. to yeah. encompass. Yes, encompass. because the, the concept is... So you're saying is, because he wasn't necessarily well, no, because specific? because I am a non-believer, 
Right. That if you tell me of any religion, it's better to believe and follow in the hopes that. for happiness and in, in eternity because Christianity's not the only one that throws you know eternity. They, they throw, no, I understand right. that. So, so you're saying if he would have fires the holes in it. So if he would have said a Christian believer as part of the quote that would nullify the argument that you're presenting is that what you're saying generally speaking okay yeah. okay yeah because you know the entire concept is sorry a i was just god. trying to understand no it's it's no, a no, god like in which case bit. you know he was a christian i get that um but there are he was trying many, to be too broad too and many encompassing. active deities for his argument to be validated over as, 6, a non as a non-believer right well i mean i understand that but at the same time whenever he was talking religions right. weren't getting around like they are today I and that's understand. that that's your argument is that it saying, no longer holds it up. no longer holds because he didn't well yeah semantics well no that's that was the question though right all right it so where are you two on this one uh does do you think his argument still stands jordan like i said you know where i stand on the theological aspect i think that the teachings have root stem and branch value for us all because of the, just like I said you can set people up for success and that is one of the main principles and I just like to say that one of the main focuses of the the view of this has been about eternal life but I don't think that's necessarily what it's like what it's about for everybody and that's kind of a straw man argument against the whole the whole argument that kind of negates the the direction that this conversation could go because it's it's getting too narrowed down to why are people religious and i think that's a, a, it's making this a bit too convoluted for for an actual understanding of why people might be religious it's not just the aspect that if if living as with these values it, i don't know i just i feel that the everything in the old testament that is said really could apply to everyone in this day and age. I have something that happened to me personally recently where number one on the list was completely and um, just, un <laughs> just I don't even know how to explain it but it was broken. The rule was broken and somebody paid a price. Now they're, they're going towards the next sin on the list they're going to pay the price for that too. I see it happening in my own life. I see it happening to people I love. I see where they're going to go. And I don't think I like where they're going. And I know that where they're going has these consequences because of the simple success that I've seen that is possible for anyone. Okay, so let me let me rephrase the, uh, the question though. Um, I, I don't disagree that, um, you know, obviously a person's perspective for why they believe uh, can vary person to person, and this is not a catch-all, right? Yeah. The, the question is, um, and if it makes it simpler, um, is it better to uh, falsely follow in in, in your own heart um, like because I said you earlier. have well because you have a better uh, chance of whatever the end goal is, or is it better to um, you know risk the finite for whatever may be there? I would say don't lie to yourself. Now, if you want to follow principles, you can follow principles without following a deity. Sure. No, I now, agree. there's that's it's it it I'm just saying the conversation's a little too black and white. You you can't 
put such blankets over everything and say it's better for this it's better for that because as nick said and i say this about anything be it politics religion schools whatever people will influence things regardless of the core statement and people will make things worse now i think that the whole root of it why i think that these values are better for a society is not because it's better for you it's better for the people around you i think it better influences the the um society the tribalism or whatever you want to say if you have good values it's not necessarily there to benefit you it's there to benefit your children your family your neighbor and your community so you're pro pascal so, yeah. So can I okay. be the yep, can I be the final. cynic? Yep, you're the final. Oh, oh, good. I'm gonna go full cynic on everyone then. Hold, oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here comes the twist. Twist. All right, in Night Shyamalan, fire. Okay. Oh God, so, don't ruin something. <laughs> so the last he's dead the there. whole time. I know. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't believe in Pascal's thing. Uh, I'm a huge uh, believer. I don't think that religion is. I feel that religion is one of the worst things that's ever happened to man. Uh, I find that we already have government. We've already had so many other things throughout history that have been derisive, and all religion is is another point of derision that we don't need. In fact, all it was was somebody taking their imaginary friends, making it another derision, another reason to divide government, another reason to divide everything. If we took as much time as we did for religion and put it towards bettering man just the same way that religion supposedly does, how much further ahead this world would be. We might not have lost the... Libraries of Alexandria. Biggest uh, loss of all we time. We would so be so far ahead based on so much stuff. And it blows my mind at the closed-mindedness and hatefulness and all of all religion, not just Christianity. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that everyone's that way. I'm just saying that when it comes down to it, that seems to be the thing is mine's right, yours is wrong, we got to be on top. And... That's why we've had so much violence and shit in the past. We're not quite there now because we're all not like we were in the 17th and 18th century, which was nothing but war, 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 kill, kill, kill. We're real close. I, we're, we're getting there. Well, and, and I've had my hand up, Nick. I understand that. I thought you were remembering something, not that you wanted to go. No, I touched my temple. <laughs> I told you. All, all I was going to say is I'm actually pro your argument. I'm, on a, I'm a little taken aback. Yeah. I want Same. to I want to put a bit of a different narrative around your argument. Have at it. Now, I'm not arguing anything you said. Now, remember earlier when I said something about three generations and you said that's, that's changed? That's true, yeah. Now, I would like to say that the same thing could be said about what you're saying. And what I said earlier when we are supposed to say our elevator speech about ourselves is that I think that this religion, this idea goes much further back in, into antiquity and much history has been lost and I think that you're looking under things under the the scrupulous scope of right now and the, the recent past and you're looking at the ramifications of now and the way that things have been perverted by modern politics and you're not looking at it as a grander scheme of, of modern politics though I mean look back at the Catholic Church and I, was I think the Catholic I said scrupulous don't get me started on the Catholic Church alright so let's move on Nick what you had uh, all I'm going to say here is that they didn't let many atrocities and many miseducated people trying to follow God have perverted. Oh, more than like it, it is so atrocious to me. The things that have been done in the name of Jesus Christ by people that it, if he were to walk into a room and watch what they do to people, 
he would throw tables. Oh yeah. He would he would tie a whip. He would He's crack it over their head. Now now here's the thing. He didn't go after the Roman oppressor. He went after the corrupt mm-hmm. Judaic governmental positions Absolutely. where they had perverted his father's intention. Right. And so in Christianity because I can't speak for other religions because unfortunately I just I'm uneducated whenever it comes to it. Do I understand their bases and some of their principles? Sure. But it's not something I'm willing to talk about because I don't think they're truth statements. Sure. And so Jesus is the closest thing to truth that I've ever found in my life, and I've never seen him contradict himself. And so because of that, that is where I get my basis from. Now do all Christians represent Jesus Christ as they're supposed to? Hell no. They don't. They do a really terrible job of it. But that doesn't disprove who I follow. I'd like to liken that to representative democracy. Uh, kind of. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm, I'm not trying to make this political, but I'm just saying well, I that mean, politicians the whole, that are representatives of you or I don't necessarily always vote for you or I. Well, I mean, but the here's the thing is, it, here's the thing is, in my understanding, you're not wrong. It's more of a courtroom where God is here, Jesus or, is the advocate, or, and he's the one that goes in between. Now, here's the one thing. One that you could relate to more is Sorry. if you're managing something and your employee goes out and did, so, or did something that does not represent your brand or your image. You, sure. That's what I'm saying. Well, and this is this is where number one comes, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Right. A lot of people think that means don't say GD. Yeah. In my opinion, the worst that atrocity is... actually saying, is, like, God told me that this... If, <laughs> if, we spoke if, about you, this if you take the Lord's name right. in vain, what you're doing is, is you're flying the banner of Christ, mm-hmm. and you're doing things that aren't Christian. Exactly. In his name. Which I think and is that's that's the most today. atrocious thing that's ever happened, and that's the most valid reason why your argument and I agree with. And what you. Nick so, opened to, up to with. use an example of what you're saying, like like that dude that went in and prayed with the people, and then just everyone. Absolutely. That would be oh he, the guy at the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in South Carolina. And then yeah. he did it because in yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone, anyone that here's the thing: the only person that murders in God's name is God. You're not wrong. Yeah. And yeah. he's, he's good at it, what seven million well, people. Well, and here's the thing: the, <laughs> LOL. The, the reason. So funny. Are you talking about the six million Jews? You're not I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Um, hey, they're the ones that screwed I, up. I think the total body counts like seven million. It's yeah, fine. it was like six point two. Actually, well, no, socialism that, has killed more people. That. The we're, golden we're, push in China else. killed more than that. But, but so but here's the thing: God is all about protecting the innocent of the seed. Yes. And that was until Christ came. That's where the whole flood comes from. It's all perversion, like you guys yeah. are talking about. So just last thought is yeah, simply let's final thought. This one. Yeah. I would last, just use an example. I wouldn't no, no, try no. to attack at all. Not at all. You're not attacked. <laughs> here's the thing: if if my Christianity isn't attacked. I'm not doing it the right way. I'm not making people go, well, why do you think that? Right. When I'm seeing it represented like this, I have to be the example. You have to stand. And so until we have Christian men and women oh, look at you. and children <laughs> and dogs. Oh, I'm just kidding. No dogs. dogs no, what about cats? <laughs> <laughs> Those head. are of the devil. You almost, you almost made me swear, George. I'm just joking. <laughs> what about lizards? Like FCs. What about Anyways. my pet beta food? But, but here's the thing: until we can be football clubs, until we can be yes, yes, representatives of who Jesus was, we will always confuse people whenever we talk Jesus things. You're not wrong. And mm-hmm. so here's the thing: I'm going to leave it with this. Mahatma Gandhi said. I love Jesus and I would follow him except for his followers. Yes. Followed by man, I'm hungry. <laughs> and also followed by his 
Never mind. I'm not going to say All right. So, uh, barbecue. last round of uh, final thoughts. Jason, final thoughts on this. Uh, I mean, if you want to be religious, that's cool as long as you don't like reach out and try to pray on me or drive it down my throat. By all means, enjoy your imaginary friends, but keep them the hell away from me and mine. Fair enough. Jordan, final thoughts. Sorry, buddy, but he was inside you the whole time. No homo. So, <laughs> oh, he better, burst, I got he better burst out of my chest like an alien. That was beautiful. That was good. I'm good. He's inside you, no homo. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, That's like good. I was I saying. Like that. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> I should work for South Park. No, <laughs> I'd be saying. Something. Wait, hold on. Are we not in episode seven of yeah, right? season twelve? Yeah, it's oh, not super wrong. best friends. But I would just say that living with values that, as I keep toting, if you know that you can set yourself up for success in a way that you've seen well, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Demonstrated before you, you're a fool not to take it. That's good. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna final out with uh, focusing on this Pascal thing, right? So someone has to. I know, right? I just <laughs> like was. we were trying to have this conversation. Um, my my opinion on where Pascal was, I think with what he had at the time, it was a fantastic concept. I think that he actually lended a lot of credence to really thinking about things in more than just a theological do or don't thing, um, because it was he he tried to put concepts to things so i really appreciate that um i think he tried to apply as much logic as he can to things um unfortunately in my logic i know right uh unfortunately for me i think that if you take what he was putting putting into the current age it doesn't stand up like some things will um so with that in mind i i don't dislike religion as a whole um you know i think that people who are in the masses that try to do well uh and try to be better are fantastic people and they should keep doing that if that's what works for them uh but on the flip side of that i don't think you should ever be disingenuine with what you believe so that's don't how lie i to yourself it. that's that's 100 percent. be authentic mm-hmm. he had a much nicer way of saying what i said uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Don't be such a dick, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap this one. Uh, we might do another one. I don't know. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Buenos noches.